Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of the book Ransom Notes and so much more. She's the subject of a documentary. She is uh, was the subject of an extended radio series, and now she is the host of her own radio show and podcast that you can hear on 124 different outlets. Frank McKay here with Catherine Ransom. Catherine, how are you? Well, you know, this is Illinois in February. No, yes, yes, we're still in February, last day, and we have 50-degree-plus weather. That is marvelous, Frank. I don't know about it, but I almost thought about going out in my bathing suit, but I think that might be just a a tad, you know, inappropriate. The sun isn't quite that bright. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's. but look, the fact that you could even say it, Say it without cracking up completely. Uh, it is uh, it is a nice thing. Yeah, fifty something degrees in Illinois is nice. It's not bad for for New York either. Uh, although we're thirty four degrees here right now, so I'll take your fifty four any day. It, right, and and uh, and we've had a few bad days, but we're anticipating um, good weather coming up, and I'm glad because uh, on Thursday. I have an opportunity to uh, share information about the, uh, the the Lord and Ransom Notes, the book I wrote, with uh, a group of seniors in Indianapolis, Indiana. So Thursday morning, I'm going to take off in my car and drive to Indianapolis and have a, a, a program over there, and I'm looking forward to that. We were supposed to have this program back before, the, just right after the shutdown happened in our country. And so this is great to be going back to do that. So I hope the weather stays good. That's a sense of normalcy coming back to normalcy when you when you started and starting to do things that were canceled because of COVID, and now you're going back to do it. I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, and here at least in Illinois, uh, beginning today, uh, there's a much relaxed. Uh, requirement on or non-requirement on masks. So almost every place, at least in Illinois, and I don't know about all of the U.S., the uh, other than in some senior centers, which I think we still have some, and of course on planes and buses and public transportation. But we're we're pleased that things appear to be getting a little a little sunrise, a little bit of sunrise, Frank. Okay, kid. I've got, I've got a question for you uh, as we sort of think, or maybe it's just a request. What would you say is the thing that we need to pray for most right now on this 28th day of 2022 and what's happening? What, what should be our one of our priorities for prayer? Well, I would say the, the conflict that's happening now in the war that's happening in the Ukraine um, with Russia, and, and I think that would be a good thing. In fact, I'll be there on Thursday as you're heading to Indiana. I'll be uh, I'll be heading to the Ukraine to uh, shoot some footage and uh, talk to refugees and protesters and and so forth. And but uh, my my prayers certainly are, are with people that are in harm's way over there. 
How long will you be there, Frank? I, I got a one-way ticket. I used to joke around that my mother, uh, my mother, my wife, oh, my God, I've made that mistake a couple times. But my uh, my wife um, got me a ticket, and she only got me a one-way for some reason. But this was uh, – this. <laughs> <laughs> so we, oh, oh, that that is funny. <laughs> I when when I went to Africa, she got it as a fiftieth birthday present. I said the only problem is she only got me a one way ticket, and uh, yeah, we used to joke around about that. But she didn't. She got me a, a round trip ticket that time. This time it's it's um, it is uh, it, it is uh, a one way ticket. Uh, I'll I'll be reporting for some radio stations, including WABC, which is a you know big. You know, it's, it's a national uh, company, but uh, the New York uh, City version of it, I'll be um, I'll be reporting back what I see happening on the ground, and and I'll try to keep my head head down. And but uh, yeah, so I would pray certainly for for people that could be in harm's way over there, people on uh, you know on every side of the aisle, uh, uh, you know, people that are that are in harm's way. I mean, let, let's face it, the even the uh, the the folks that are uh, that are invading, uh, I don't think they have much of a choice. If they if they say no, you know they're they're in trouble, right? So the thing is, like they have, I, you know, I pray for the whole conflict to just to to calm down and to and to to end. And hopefully, the Lord is watching over that. I know He is, um, but uh, hopefully, this will go in the right way, and people will will have clear heads. Well, I I'm, uh, I I laughed when you said your wife only got you a one-way ticket, but uh, but obviously there's great value in that as that gives you flexibility to stay longer if there's opportunity, or it also gives you flexibility if you suddenly need to exit with great speed. You don't have to try and change a ticket. You have to find a ticket, but at least... Uh, you may save yourself one of the hurdles that could happen with that, but you now have added sort of some um, imperative for me to pray more, even more personally for this conflict. And, and we, in church Sunday and also in the class I attend on Sunday after worship, we certainly prayed publicly that peace would come if possible, that uh, uh, not too many people. There's already been some that have lost their life. You know, I think I even worry as much. Obviously, we don't want anyone to die either side. We don't. That's just not the way that we should live together. But I almost worry as much about when I see pictures, Frank, of a mother holding a baby hanging on to one or two small children, saying goodbye to her husband because he has to stay and fight. And she goes off almost into the unknown with no food, no extra clothing, no anything, just trusting that she's going to find a place in a neighboring country where she might be welcome and stay until she can return to her homeland. And that those those pictures, Frank, I have to admit, tear my heart up. Uh, it's almost as much as when I see the destroyed vehicles, and and today there was even a a, a body that I saw that was in one of the newscasts, and it, you know that's not the way the Lord wants the world to work. But I was also thinking today that. 
sometimes we need to find the four, four leaf clover in the yard, which we did as little kids. Instead of, you know, there was that occasional four leaf clover mixed in with all the three. Or we need to find the nugget of gold mixed in that the settlers, you know, had their little uh, sieve and they shook out the, the, the sand and found maybe a, a, a small nugget of gold. Or then I think about uh, other things where you find some good in a horrible situation. And years ago, when the Bible was, when Christianity was first starting, and the church was just beginning, the government really went after Christians. And yet, the very fact that they were being persecuted helped them to flee and take the gospel with them. It helped them to um, have courage, and as they had courage, others followed. So that during that first, second, third century, the church grew so much, and partially it was because of conflict. Partially it was because sometimes people who believe in something rise to the occasion and go forth even more. We get sort of bashful today. Everything's comfortable for a Christian here in the U.S., basically. Oh, I mean, you know, sometimes a church, there's two guys get unhappy with a decision or something like that. But, but for the fact that we believe, most of us are in situations where that's not a problem. And so we get lots of days to go. And we find that the church isn't growing as much as it was, Frank. There are fewer people going to church on Sunday. There are fewer young people going. And so maybe, maybe we need to figure out a way to learn to appreciate problems and then be more evangelical and reach out. And I think of those Christians that are, we know, in Ukraine and in Russia, as well as a couple of other countries right now, where life is not easy for them. And so today I would just encourage our listening audience, including you and including me, that we pray that those people who are trying to celebrate the Lord acknowledge that he is in charge and that we are just sharing his world right now, that they are as safe as can be, including you, as you go over to record some of the things that are happening. Um, this is this is not my favorite piece of news that I've heard in the last two or three years, because along with everybody else almost, war is not a nice thing. Amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's heart-wrenching, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I... I could hardly think of anything worse. Um, it's just surrounded, uh, you know, everything that comes from war. But well said, and, um, and right, our prayers are with them, for sure. Yes, it, and we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and, and I guess I would add to the prayer, even though I certainly don't, because the Lord can do anything. But the Putin in Russia, I really do pray that he may see some uh, some change of heart and uh, 
I know that's difficult for leaders who have made a, a, a public direction and then to change drastically is hard, but you never know what the Lord can do. So, so on, a much, on a much lighter level, when you hear the word angel, what comes to your mind? Snow angels? Or the Oh yeah. Or the Los Angeles Angels or um Angel Food Cake. Ah, no, that one that one's good. Yeah, Angel Food Cake. I'm trying to think of uh I'm trying to think of non obvious ones. But those are yeah, those are those are three right there. Angel food cake, uh Angel, uh, uh, my my aunt had a dog named Angel, and she was anything but an angel. She was a little devil. <laughs> angel, and uh, uh, we're no angels. That was a wasn't that a um, uh, that was a movie not long ago. Angels with dirty faces. Uh, Ooh, that was an old, old movie with Jimmy Cagney and and uh, the Dead End Kids. You remember them? The uh, the Bowery. No. No, 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 Frank. I'm really young. I'm only 27, so I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, ho, ho, ho. It was interesting. It, since I live in a senior living center, you know, I'm not that age. Nor does the audience. It was interesting though when we had snow here uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, a, a rather significant amount. One of the 80-plus-year-old uh, ladies put on her uh, uh, winter coat and so forth, and the met several in the uh, housing here, saw her out in the snow making a snow angel. And it was, I, I only heard about it. I didn't get to see it. And that's almost as much fun as the fact when I went, tried, we tried to go snowshoeing and our equipment all fell apart in our shoes and we had to put them all in the dumpster and just go for a walk. So sometimes, but I want us to think about the angel that we, the angels that we read about in the scripture. And not long ago, I received a, a, a nice little summary about angels that just reminded me. I don't know, when you think about biblical angels, and I, don't, I have to admit, I don't usually think about the Los Angeles angels. I think more about angels in the snow. And I certainly like angel food cake if it's covered with whipped cream with strawberries on the top of that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good thought there. But the biblical angels, uh, well, you think of Gabriel, right? Yeah, he he was the announcement of the Lord, right? And uh, uh -huh. the arch, uh, archangel Michael, right? As true. Yeah, Ma, uh, Michael in Revelations, if I remember correctly, he would uh, he would be he would be called down to. Uh, uh, to, to fight Satan, if I if I remember correctly, and uh, you know in Revelation and uh, the other angel uh, Gabriel, Michael, uh, who am I missing? Well, and, and, and mostly we don't know their names. Right. We just know we just know that they are mentioned in the sort of like we would mention men or women or boys or Illinoisans or something. You know, more, in more of a in more in the large group kind of things, and these are sort of uh, these are sort of general statements that we think are true about angels because, uh, well, it, you know, we used to say, "Oh, you should be more angelic." or you should act like an angel. I, I remember my mother sort of saying that, and we would sort of get crazy about that. But 
uh, I, but one of the first angels the stories I sort of think about is the shepherds were on the hillside there, and the angels came in. Uh, there was a little song and they uh, and conversation, and they scurried off to to see the birth of the Christ child. Uh, and the it would have been I, I sort of compare it like it would have been the Instagram of the fourth century. Early Instagram, really early Instagram. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't we almost think about that because it sort of was instantaneous and 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 it was sort of heaven. I mean, it was heavenly. So, I it's probably I probably know about as much about that as I do Instagram today. Um, it's sort of a, an unknown thing that I sometimes use. But uh, two or three things that I think of when or that seem to be true that. We, when we think about the angels, we think that they're really brilliant, that they're a bright light. The shepherds were able to see them. The uh, uh, the angel, where they generally appeared, they were sometimes referred to as bright lights or burning coals encompassed with a fire. And I guess I forget about the, that fact. And that they had faces like the sun. And when I thought of that, I thought, I hope they don't have to put the medicine on their face that I had to because my face was in the sun too much and it got precancerous. But you know what? I doubt that the angels had to worry about that. And that sometimes their feet were like pillars of fire and they were full of fiery majesty was another term. They were like, once they're referred to as an army riding horses. Angels are not human beings. Angels are a different uh, category. And yet we, they're, they're referred to as riding horses and with chariots of fire, shooting forth and darting places like lightning. And you know how lightning sparkles everywhere. Uh, so these angels are really sort of interesting creatures. But I had also forgotten, because, you know, I hadn't really ever thought about all the details of angels, they were created before the universe. So they have been around, well, they're older than I am, and maybe they're also probably older than you are. They've been around a long time. And and we can find that information in Job, the 38th chapter, if somebody really wanted to look it up. And the main, one of the main purposes was to be a messenger. And in that sense, some of us need to be messengers, too. And that's where I was thinking about God's Instagram, but you sort of initiated it. Uh, they, they, they are a spirit. We think, we, could, we think people saw them on occasion, but uh, we talk about guardian angels. But that's mostly, I don't know that anybody has seen the angel actually sitting on their shoulder, but sometimes things happen to some people that we don't know. But they are, one of their things is to guard us. And, you know, Frank, I think I'm going to pray that that guardian and angel will be with you as you go on your trip next week. So if you feel one of your shoulders just a tad with a load on it, that might be, you never know, might be an angel sitting there. Um, and... If you thought about who is more important, people or angels? Well, I, I think the, the, the angels are 
are here to help people. So you would make you would make a uh, an assumption. And again, you know, they're they're higher ranking, let's say, you know, so to speak. But uh, in in some ways, they're like the police officers, or what a police officer would be like there to protect you, ideally, right? A police officer there to protect you. And I think if you said what's more important, police officer, or uh, or people, uh, you you might say well, police officers because they're protecting people. But uh, police officers often risk themselves to. Uh, to, to aid people and and you know angels I'm not saying they risk themselves but they are here to help us so I'd say it, it, I mean it's yeah, I, I'm not giving I'm giving you a convoluted answer but uh, I'm kind of yeah, I'm that's kind of good. stumped on that one what is the Lord what, what, well, I, I think right. really I think they really uh, that man is above an angel right but but not equal with God but but Angels are certainly there to support us, and uh, uh, that that. But we are uh, become greater than angels, at least at the time uh, when we enter heaven. We will be, as I understand it, in First Corinthians six. We will be higher than angels, but I guess I'm not going to really worry about where I am in that uh, sequence of hierarchy. Uh, I think I'll just be glad to be in heaven, and if the angel is a little bit higher than I am or a little bit lower, poopy. I'm just going to be glad that I'm there uh, enjoying and, and doing that. So we probably need to think about... Uh, Remembering and being aware and know that we have an angel watching over us. They work and are part of God's creation. And we should be thankful that they're there. And I know if I were fighting, I would want an angel to be with me. But you know, each of us every day needs someone to watch over us because Sometimes we do dumb things, and we need someone sort of caring for us. And sometimes we just we just need someone to comfort us, and that's what the Lord is for. But I think the angels help in that whole thing. So that's enough about a, a topic like angels, and we don't. Or we, so we'll fly away and not worry about it. But let, let's just let's just close with one little bit. Yesterday was an international day for something. Do you want to guess what it, what International Day, you know, you have Cupcake Day and you have Puppy Dog Day and you have, you know, uh, Greengrass Day and all these kind of days. Well, yesterday was the International Day for something. Wow. Uh, do I get a hint? No, I'm not going to give you a hint. Not Sadie Hawkins Day because that would be Tomorrow, we're talking on the 28th of February. Sadie Hawkins Day would be leap year, I think, right? Every, every leap, that's where uh, a boy asks, uh, no, a girl asks a boy out rather than the traditional way, right? Sadie Hawkins. Um, yeah, you know, and I think I always forgot that that was a day or something I could do because I never ask a boy out. So that's, that's you know, that, and probably that's why I'm single. Um, There's still time. Uh, this would have been February. This would have been February twenty seventh yesterday, and I'll, I will tell you because you've been a good sport. Well, well, because there's too many things. I mean, you know, you can have International Carrot Day as far as that goes. This was International Polar Bear Day. Oh, oh my God! And 
it, it, I don't know how much you've been around polar bears, but I love them. But one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that they suggested we should have done yesterday, Cecil. This it's too old. You can't do it now. This you had to have done yesterday. That you, we wanted. They were encouraging people to stink. S-T-I-N-K, for the Arctic. They wanted 5,000 people to skip a shower for one day in order to save 26,100 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions. I know, now that's pretty esoteric conversation, but I think I, it was too late when I knew that. I'd already had my Sunday shower, so I couldn't help on that. Then they suggested that the, the other thing, and, and this was um, some information from an environmental group, so that sort of makes sense that some of these things are, are being included, that uh, they ask us to turn down our heat for one day and bundle up and pretend that we were a polar bear, because if we turned our uh, heat down a bit, we would... Uh, have to we would be saving energy and that would be good and i didn't even know that we were supposed to do that but it was so warm here it was almost 60 i did turn our furnace down a couple of degrees and uh, so i i helped out that much but by accident the third thing they now you have to listen to this one carefully they suggested that we make cub cakes c-u-b a friend, I shared this yesterday with some, a friend emailed me today and says she said she was making a cupcake to take to somebody who had a birthday this week. <laughs> oh, goody. It's, they, they, I don't know whether she was doing it on behalf of the polar bears, on behalf of being silly with me, or she just thought it would be fun. And then, uh, so I was glad that... Uh, we were celebrating international, and they said we should tweet Polar Bear Day. Well, I didn't get around to doing too much tweeting, but uh, it was uh, there was an interesting fact though about polar bears that I think uh, fits in with human beings that they are called a, a a group of polar bears are called. Listen to this: a celebration. Wow. Isn't that interesting yeah. that you get a whole bunch of them together and it's, a, and it's a celebration, but they will only tolerate others in close proximity. In other words, they don't want, they'll be isolated bears. They'll only get together closely if there is a good food source. And I suppose if there's lots of them and there's not much food, then they're hurting each other. Uh, Cause I've been struggling with that. Why would they, be willing to be together if there's a good food source, but not. And I suppose you spread out if you don't have food. Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, it does. I've never thought of it, but it, it certainly does make sense. And I hadn't really thought about what one of their foods, things that they would look for, but one of the things that they would put on their dining room table, which would be an iceberg or something, was a bowhead, a bowhead whale carcass. Yeah. And so I guess it's some, I, probably some species of whale, because I didn't look up a picture. But I don't know that I want to join them for lunch. No. But I think that they were going to have. And then the other interesting thing, and then I'm done with polar bears, even though I love to see them. Mm -hmm. they, have, they have such a heavy coat. 
that even in cold weather, they get so warm. So what do they do when they get too warm? Do they roll in the, uh, in the snow? And they jump into the icy water. I don't think you eat humans usually do that. The only ones that jump in icy water are those crazy people that, you know, they'll have a January 1st or some. Polar Bear Club. It's called the Yeah. Oh, that's right. They are called Polar Bear Clubs. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, I'm so glad you thought of that. Well, they have lots of body fat, which helps keep them warm, which made me think, hmm, I'm wondering why I am ever cold. I do have lots of body fat. So so now we have had we have had our lesson for the day, but once again it's fun to um, get together, think about for whom we need to pray, have some knowledge about angels and a little bit of fun with a polar bear. <laughs> That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. All of that. Well I I'll tell you that's uh, that's a nice way to end. And if did you have something from the uh, from the the dog doggy dictionary? Oh yes, oh yes. This is my doggy dictionary. I got I, I got okay. All right, I got two definitions. The first one, from a dog's perspective, what is a garbage can? And I'll read the the, the I did not make these up. The garbage can is a container which your neighbors put out once a week to test your ingenuity. Now, remember, this is from the doggy perspective. You must stand on your hind legs, try to push the lid off with your nose. If you do it right, you are rewarded with margarine, I can't even say it, margarine wrappers to shred, beef bones to consume, and moldy crusts of bread. That's from a doggy perspective. Number two, bicycles. Those are two-wheeled exercise machines invented for dogs to control body fat. To get maximum aerobic benefit, you must, the dog says, hide behind a bush, dash out, bark loudly, run alongside for a few yards. The person then swerves and falls into the bushes, and you prance away. <laughs> you know, there is some truth to those. Oh, no, I've seen it four bicyclists fall because a dog was chasing them, and they got startled. Sure, Absolutely. Or the dog gets a wee bit close, you try to miss it, and then you turn your uh, wheel a little too far and you run over the curb or whatever. Well, anyway, that's my wisdom from the dog. Wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. As always, Catherine Ransom uh, will leave you thinking, and sometimes I think, I I often do this, Catherine, I, I often think of things well after you said it and say wow that was clever that's so you're wonderful so thank you and uh, and god bless and to, and certainly to everyone who's who's listening each and every week um we know you have a lot of options please uh, continue to do so frank mckay signing off we'll see you next time on ransom notes